When I was in Quillox, I'm from good time, started to the studio, I freestyled the entire home's film. I didn't even think that people were going to like Bono. Filmmaking is the only art form that combines every or all the other art forms. The low angle shot with him was busterized. You need to understand why you're doing what you're doing, not just because someone asked you to do it. He had been shot three times before. Do you honestly think David Wiz have another five years on this one? This movement can only happen from the musical. Hype Williams is the father of Afrobeat visuals. The most important cinema we need to understand is about our own cinema, but we're not even creating that. There's no management anymore. There is no machine in Nigeria. So if you are focused primarily on views, yeah. then you have no vision. What's Nigeria's use? David can be out of Nigeria for one year and nothing really happened. That really happened. Was um, really one well, sense has yeah. happened to him except talk and just his popularity maybe just dwindling a little here. Mm -hmm. But he's fine yeah. everywhere else. Yeah. So if that's the case, then what the f is the Nigerian audience really for apart for bad mouthing you <laughs> mm. or making noise about you, spreading your talking about you and other African Africans in the diaspora are hearing about you about you and that's not how I want to treat my people. You can call them whatever you want to call them, but they're still your people, they're still the largest PR word of mouth people yeah. in the entire continent. That's the only reason why your Nigerian artists that are successful still come back here. And the audience don't know, they, they don't, every once in a while they event, yeah. but you see the event and they don't really understand why they event, but that's, that's the real reason. You feel a little neglect, neglect from the artists sometimes, but it's not the artist's fault either. We, the people who are in court, the custodians, supposedly custodians of the industry themselves, it's, it's their fault. Because if you built certain structures, please let's not talk about the government. Mm. And the banks are not going to help. I had I've had a running with them in the past three months. It is appalling what I found out. <laughs> right. So that's not gonna happen either. We if we can't build certain structures that has that gives our material values. You see music, you can't hang anything on music on the shoulders. If your television industry, your film industry, and your music, in the music industry, and your theatre industry aren't moving at, at the same time, then everybody can't eat the way yeah. they should. Do you know what it would be like for the music, music artist if your television industry is starting to get respect and the film industry is starting to get respect? It means your licensing becomes course, more yeah. valuable. Yeah. Off films, off TV, and all of that, you tend to make a lot more revenue off that. You can easily be an executive producer in any of that and use your brand to move cross across and get it. Also have big audience. You can use that to also sell uh, uh, or push your music. Music. It, it just opens up the doors across board. Yeah. Now these conversations are the kind of conversations that I would, I wish we were having both the Alte side of the market and, and note, I honestly believe that it's, this movement can only happen from the musical musical end. Because just in terms of the experience of selling, you have Nigerian artists who have been successful, who can feed their families and have never collected chairman money before. Yeah. They're not a lot, mm. but you have them. So it's possible. Yeah. In today's, today's game, like, it's almost like there's no benefits of spending too much money on a video anymore if you have a good song people like why are you giving this director two million three million four million why are you doing more when people like literally getting more views and even better videos sometimes with 500k 600k 
That's how a lot of people are looking at it right now. Also, so let's look at the the, the Apple thing on online. Yeah. Let's look at it. So views mm -hmm. is now money. Yeah. How your brand feel, how your constituency feels about you is long term money. Yeah. So if you are focused primarily on views, yeah. then you have no vision. Period. The reason why you're spending that money is yeah. so that your videography looks impressive. Yeah. It's so that, apart from it, and it's supposed to look impressive so that when you're having bigger conversations about you as a brand, mm -hmm. not necessarily just your views, your subscribers, your yeah. views right look at the subscribers yeah right it's very easy for you to lose subscribers but it's also very you gain subscribers when people believe that there's something about you that they that they should so that's the reason why so i look at everyone and i oh i'm looking at all this with you mm -hmm. why am i spending this amount of money and that amount yeah amount of money there's the saying of oh money doesn't necessarily have to um you don't need money to to be to be creative. Mm -hmm. It's a triangle. There's time, there's money, and there's expertise. That's the triangle. If you don't have money, then you need to pump a lot more or put a lot more weight on time yeah. and skill. Mm -hmm. So I don't have a lot of money, but I've gone ahead and found what I can find. Yeah. I have been able to spend this time to find this location, that location. I've come up with this idea and all that. The music is amazing. I can hear it, right? Um, and we're spending this time on prep. Yeah. So the more time you spend in prep, the more options become available to you. This mansion is only paid, say, 500k. By the time you do one month, I've got another mansion. That one is 250. Two, three weeks into yeah. it, far on that one again. All right, you start being able to go, but we have to travel to this place. Okay, fine. How do we make a plan to be able to do all that money? Back and forth, back and forth. Mm -hmm. That's the triangle. But after a while, that triangle, after you've been, you've gotten a certain level of success, you need to be able to either move, go up, even if it's not exploited. Yeah. Like when I sign up, back in the day when I, when I signed up, I used to say, say this, if you're signing up an artist, Everybody wants that I can give them four million, five million dollars a show. Mm -hmm. I want I can give me seven fifty. Mm -hmm. My running cost is low. Yeah. Right? And we are consistent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right? Tomorrow, my formula artist lifestyle is all, all the way up there. Yeah. He's under a lot of pressure constantly to make hits for that yeah. money to stay there. Yes. I can't go down. My seven fifty artist is has more flexibility, has a real fan base. Mm -hmm. All right, that are really waiting for his, for his or her music and they know what to expect. So if we said that this is the kind of videos that we're shooting for this artist, yeah. that's never going to have 500 extras on set. That's not the kind of artist this artist is because he has some level of artistry to be able to carry everything else. Mm -hmm. Then we're good. Yeah. Again, do you know your artist? There's no management anymore. Even yeah, even like execs. That's following the new school now. Can you? Exactly. There's no label again now. Exactly. <laughs> a lot of artists are being signed to other artists. Then people that are being signed to, <clears throat> they just come with their friends. And their friends are now their managers, no experience, no level of, you know, sort of thing. But, I, I feel like that's actually what's killing what's going on now. Would you say that's what happened in America too? Yes, that's yeah, why I was going to do Yeah, but you see, America had majors. So you can decide to f life up, mm -hmm. and your own company up, right? But the majors now had sister companies that now had sister companies that now had affiliates that they were working with, like the Rockefeller, the bad boys, and all that. So it's a bam, 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 bam. There is no machine in Nigeria. That's That was good. But now it's time to see with this international conversation, we need a machine. Yeah. The entry level of, of, of a new artist in Nigeria is 
back in the day, and we used to complain about it. Yeah, yeah we can decide that we must sign this boy. We shoot three videos now, we bring three videos, we record. What could that producer, what could that other producer go out before the shoots? Get one person that can just do management for three months. Yeah. Do all this thing. That is good. Yeah. All right. And we used to complain about that, but the other side of it was also a lot of street artists also came from that. A lot of talented street artists also came from yeah. that. But now, you need people who can help you do your iTunes successfully. Yeah. You need people who can help you navigate the international world. Because that's mm-hmm. what I, as far as I'm concerned, that's where, that's where the national starts. It's not even with all these other guys. You're selling your music on iTunes, you're selling your music in all, the, all these places. Yeah. Right. And that's good. So you'd say, oh, so I don't know, are we not supposed to sell our music on, on iTunes? If we had really successful local platforms that started from Nigeria and have moved around the whole of West Africa, and that's been able to give you, we, we have been able to consolidate on our African market and our African revenue, yeah. which is what we were doing before. When Flavor could do fifty thousand dollars, eighty thousand dollars, this girl do one fifty to one hundred thousand dollars. We could we could consolidate it within our continent, mm-hmm. All right? When the Universal come and tell you, so um, we want to sign you. True story, this happened. There's a piece where they were approaching internationally for them to get signed. Uh, they were offered, let's just say, I'm not, I'm not saying this word, but let's just say it was a go for a million dollars. And okay, we'll give you a million dollar signing fee. Mm-hmm. That's not what it was. I can't remember exactly how much money it was, but let's just say it's a million. And after we give you a sign-on fee, it means that, oh, so 50%, and pretty much how it was going to run was that the Macon were going to get a percentage. Mm-hmm. The majors were going to get a percentage, and obviously the were going to get a percentage. So, so let's say it's half, right? Mm-hmm. So Jude was like, so let me understand this. Within two months, we just made a million dollars. I just recorded did the video with Recross, yeah. paid for. What are you guys bringing to the team? So they said, um, so you know, we'll give you worldwide distribution, music will go everywhere. And they're like, wait, uh, I kind of saw the way we have that. We have conversations with guys in the UK. I already have like that. You don't understand. We'll give you all the collaborations with all the big artists. I just paid for the cross to be in the song. Yeah. I'm not understanding. You were one of our songs. What else? And you can't really tell me what you're going to do. Yeah. Mm. What? What are we now talking about? So if I'm in if I'm in a position where I'm able to say, look, I made five hundred thousand dollars last year. It's not a lot of money, but I did. Now you're offering me a hundred k of my license, and I'm like, okay, I don't want your hundred k because there's a Nigerian licensing company is offering that like. And I don't have a licensing structure mm-hmm. that's put together that's offering me 80k. Yeah. And hypothetically speaking. Then universal going to need to push that money up. Yes. Proper. Because even 200 I might not take. Yeah. I don't know you. You probably you're this thing. I'm not really sure about you. But they would have to push that money up because, well, I don't really need your money. I won't die if I don't have your money. Yeah. So if we haven't built our own structures, you can't demand for more. Pure business doesn't make any sense. So you're going to come and say we're trying to do, uh, trying to get more, more what? You're an emerging market as far as they're they put you on the emerging market as far which means they don't really know how they're going to make their money back. They know, but you can't prove that they know. Because you're not already making that money. Because yeah. <laughs> if you're already making that money, then you can tell them, man, fuck you. Yeah. I already know what this is. Yeah. I already know the potential. So we are all good. We are brought doing around it, but yes. So the, the, the business isn't growing. It's not growth. 
Instagram and a couple of and, uh, international usurpers. Yeah. Let me not call them usurpers. Yeah. Businessmen that are coming to negotiate for what they think the value of this is. Can I ask you this? So, I have a big question in my head. I'm just trying to break it down. First of all, since we're on the music space, let me just go for music. Um, obviously, growing up, um, three directors or four directors, I would say that I studied before, you know, getting into this whole thing, which has been inspired through consistency or whatnot with yourself. Um, a, a, a guy in New York called Kid Art. Um, I look it up. I look it up stuff because you just know it's in mm. his text. How you so you kid art. Um, obviously, I love how things with the colors. And then, please, please, please say that when you say you put Sir Hype. Sir Hype. <laughs> <laughs> because a lot of people don't realize that Hype Williams is technically responsible. But if you shoot a video, Nigerian video, yeah. right? Before the Ote movement or not, there is a template, which is what the Ote was fighting against. There's a way Nigerian videos are. There was nothing wrong with that, right? Because Latinos have a way with, with which their videos are about mm. because of where we are. Hype is the father of, and I dare anyone to come and say it's not true. Hype Williams is the father of Afrobeat visuals. He is the primary inspiration because if you remember all the way, Fisher lenses everywhere, everybody's was the mm. Fisher lenses, right? It's the 16 by 9. Scopes. Who's well, that's that's all hype stuff. So <laughs> the person that you bring to Nigeria to come and do a class is hype. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'd be, yeah. it'd be. I don't think there's anybody, even the old school niggas, that will come out and be like hype is in Nigeria, all right. And if it's done properly, yeah. you'd be amazed. Just I'm sure he, he he would also be like shocked at the fact that he's he's inspired an entire continent, mm-hmm. not a country, an entire continent. So hype, Kidart. Yourself and there's a guy who's really good um, called Chasa Petty. Now Chasa Petty um, kind of colors his coloring. At, um, you know, around the time I just used to used to book him for videos and running you know, fresh out the song of Sida. Mm-hmm. I said hype. Um, Chas was the deal. Yeah. And the way he colored stuff the seventy. After watching him two or three or four times. I just figured out some settings that he was now moving the camera. That's just what made my price go up at that time from 300 to about 500 pounds. But so I'll say like four of you guys. Now, um, to be able to be here for 10 plus, for three plus, other than you, I said I said this to Fresh. Um, video directors have this one year lifespan in mind. You know, if a video director comes and goes, I've worked with this guy. The next year is going to be hot next year to have worked with him. So I felt like at this point in time, it wasn't a piece to say, oh, I've worked with David, I've worked with P-Square, because the other director, mm-hmm. I've worked with David, P-Square. So how do you manage to sort of maintain... That P-Square is not in that. Okay, not P-Square, yeah. but you know, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. P-Square, only, P-Square, only, P-Square only work with two people. Technically is one, because every time I shoot with P-Square, it's me and you. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that's that's it. They, yeah. kept, they always kept it that. So, whether it's David Lovers or Lambda, whether you know they are James, this, the that. And I felt like, you know, we had this Chesson couple of years, you know, which was good. I don't know him personally, so why am I tapped out making money elsewhere? We had Mo. Um, Mo had, had, a, had a good run. Um, we had a director Q came that year or that yeah. JW year. You have director K. Now I have boy director. And it's not like they're not good. I think what it is, it's younger guys. It's cheaper for the artist to pay someone that's just coming up that can do just as well as a good job and isn't really trying to and i feel like it kills their lifespan how do you feel about that and how are you able to stay on top of your game for this one? first off i would like to let me first answer, answer one part and please remind me just in case i didn't have the part about this question again they are directors that have to be mentioned consistently because they are the reason why you're shooting them now in this country. First off, you have to start. I mean, you just honorable mention having people. Every last person I'm going to call had their contributions. And when I'm done talking about their contributions, you put them together and tell me how 
that hasn't influenced the last 10 years, at least as you can see, the last 10 years. We will move into what I like to call the GT era. GT, world famous. GT would be said to be the godfather because GT had two, GT took Shino's run and gun and made it very sophisticated. The monopod, PD-150. All right. Very good with this group. Lens converters, but primarily, the GT would primarily be Nigeria's first. And I dare anybody else to tell me that otherwise. Real colors. That's the nigga right there. That's where all the colors started from, Mr. GT. Now. I always wish his name wasn't DJT. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Now, after DJT, simultaneously at the same time, alright, three sets of people, alright, ran simultaneously, and that's what blew everything up to what you have today. First is Woody Hour. Now, Woody Hour. I don't think if you are a Nigerian or a uh, Afrobeats historian <laughs> for visuals, then you will know Gino's Nobi God. Gino's Nobi God has an iconic shot, it's the dice roll where he flipped that. So, motion graphics, right? Live graphics, animation. Woody started doing things like sky replacements. I don't know if you All right, Woody's videos. All right, so that's his contribution, and it'll be me. All right, and it was very, I think I thought about it very well. I wanted to be able to add a contribution because that was the only way I could be consistent. All right, so I started off with saying set designs because my thing was the artist didn't look like stars. But for them to look like stars, I needed to be able to light them properly. I needed for it not to seem like it was a mistake for the costume and the background were had married properly. Alright, so I was very, very, very big on art design. I was very big on art design, I was very big on shadows. Because before then, Woody used to do shadows, but it wasn't mostly deliberate at the time. Alright? So I started off with that. Then I moved into styling because before me, like what you know as a styling industry today, there's literally me saying I'm not doing anymore. Artists are not doing their costume anymore. So the first mainstream Nigerian music video stylist would be Jay Michaels and Jay. Would be the first, would be the first one. But after that. Now, understand something, within DJT's era, you would also put Jude Koye there. Yes, because Jude, the definition of what, how to edit a, a dance routine for the African markets, they don't know until today, nobody, me, I can't even say, Jude taught me how to edit <laughs> dance routines because I know how to edit dance routines for if it was Chris Brown I was dancing or you know that yeah you could put that or hip hop dance routines but the fact that he's telling you this needs to land wait for it let the audience you the audience that you are trying to show these things don't really you know if you do the cuts are too fast they can't digest that they need to digest the move let it land hold it for a bit then slice it there or slice it on the cut right there and there Right, and just also the choices of the shots to be able to take would be Jude. Jude's other, uh, uh, other addition would also be well, he'd probably be the first person to actually be fully covered with 35 points around. Mm -hmm. All right, and also partly also brand, uh, um, uh, brand development visually, but because obviously his brothers and he was part of it, he'd be able that. During, so that was, would be cross current from, from Jude into, um, GT into me. After that will be Mex. Now, people don't realize that Mex is the one that shot Apia like that long time. So Mex has been around very long time. But Mex took the graphics, 
Max took the graphics to a completely different place. Max just took that graphics completely to. After Max, the ball stopped at Max. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't think there's anything else you want to do within that mobile, that graphics place. Max just took it, killed it until till now. I mean, everybody, we have boys that are trying, but it, you still know that if Uncle Max decides that I want to do this motion graphics, you know that. <laughs> mm. Right. Um, so after after Max uh, would be uh, for me personally would be Ken. Yes, because it wasn't easy for for you to say that you're a female and you wanted to be able to play yeah. with that. So yeah, at that time, right? And Kemi didn't just do. Kemi had videos that proved that she could direct. So it wasn't just because you're a chick and I'm feeling sorry for you. Mm. All right, so Kemi could shoot, could edit, yeah. could direct, it, 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 which was the requirement at the time that all the boys needed to be able to do all three. Yeah. I'm like, now all these boys are enjoying all this, these mm -hmm. <laughs> things. After Kemi, I think Shasun is the last person to bring any contribution. So Shasun with more hits, more hits up. It was it was just the certain level of his pictures and, uh, and mindset. But after she so everyone else has just been surfing. No, everyone else has been laying off that they has because there's almost also nothing else new that you bring to the table. But these are the people who brought. So when I break down, as I broke down all these single elements, you find that all those single elements are still very instrumental to how people work today. They built these industries. These are these parts of the industry. From rentals to just how what you rent, gear, to styling, to proper makeup, to set design, to costume, uh, 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 to grade, being a proper colorist. All that is this, and all this spam happened. So by the time you were in 2000. 10, 11, ah. So it was from then on that you start finding out, okay, it will be a fashion pan director here. And you'd say, okay, so what makes you a big director? You shot for this person, shot for that person here, but then so was this other person shot for three out of the five girls called. This other person has shot for even six or for more and all that. And that started bringing, which is completely normal. The problem is, Problem with with it is like my guy Cube used to say, um, say back in the day everybody had things that they were good at, strengths and their weaknesses. So if you wanted to work with this person, because you because as as an art uh, as as management you knew the kind of video you wanted to get, yeah. you work with this person. So the reason why you work with X, director X, and the reason why you work with Tilly. Is because you are looking for two different kinds of flavor. Mm. Now, it seems like everyone's the same. There's no, there's no, there are no strengths and weaknesses. There's no. This is how my pictures look. This is my own style. And someone's saying, "Oh, your style looks like that." I'm really high on contrast, and this is how I want my own pictures to look like. But what you now have is the artist also, artist and management also, they prey on that. They they pray that they they start to throw oh this person's pictures are your, your pictures are better than this one yeah. and just to make you to boost your ego so that they can get either a rebate on a budget or or something just make you feel good and just then go to the other person and say the same thing say something say the same thing about you to all that so why not the boys not sit down and have coming like nigga that's just that nigga said that said that to you like oh shit. he said this to me to be about you and be like <laughs> so, so if if let's say obviously great technology is going and how the industry is moving in international spaces, let's just say tomorrow um, everything is all about DSLRs, A7s, and what about free flow shooting and whatnot? Do you think you can adjust? Or, you well, I think I will adjust. Obviously, you can, but would it be something that would be okay? So. Here's the thing, that's not possible. 
it's only possible no it's not possible in nigeria nigerians will always want in quote what they think the best is and the western world would always sell you the hand cameras as being the holy grail yeah. and so if you don't have money now your boys will stay with you with the dsl what if um the artist of the next batch of say every two years whatever so let's say the next two to six years the next batch of artists are literally blowing up with average stuff not average stuff um cheaper videos in terms of you know the equipment they're using what you have is you have okay so see that equipment conversation yeah it's not the directors always the answers so Categorically, honestly, think that the new G, uh, the new Panasonic cameras and the new Sony cameras, I can use them to achieve. I can actually even get a lot more flexible with them yeah. than with the Ari. Yeah. But your clients, they want that heavy stuff. They want that heavy stuff without knowing yeah. what the difference is. Mm. So it's a. Uh, I made a choice to move switch to the Ari, which. As part of me regrets it as a my music video director side regrets it but as a filmmaker i don't right because these cameras as far as i'm concerned work a lot better for the nigerian market for film yeah. and tv and all these other things right nigerian music videos can be the flexibility which i'm hoping it goes to what you're talking about because then it makes my life a bit easier if the budget do you think that if that budget will strike down? No, because production value isn't necessarily about the camera. Production value at design, right? Um, set dressing, lighting. I mean, these cameras may be able to do the same thing, but lighting. And yes, they are cheaper lights. They are they are not as cheap as you think they are, but they are more flexible lights. But you can't keep shooting the same. Nigeria, the Nigerian artist. And Nigerian audience are used to say or used to don't accept you. Mm. So Nigerian artists don't don't accept, don't respect your style. Mm. I mean, even with the Ote boys, even with that, it's a struggle because they're trying to carve and I respect that they're trying to carve themselves out, out within the style. Mm-hmm. Why never they take lights? Right, so you don't have boys that are trying to do stop motion photography, uh, motion photography because, well, your audience isn't there. All right, there are a lot of ideas that you want to try that the market doesn't seem to be ready for. But that's also because we haven't really told the human stories yet. The audience get, gets tired of your, of your audience starts to open up to other styles when you have been able to tell the Nigerian story and they have gotten accustomed to, we've been able to put our stories in the map. We're comfortable with that. Okay, now let's start saying we want to try sci-fi. Yeah. Right? You try sci-fi now, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure is mad. But Sugar Rush is still going to come across you. You know, because we haven't retold told our stories yet within just filmmaking, plain filmmaking. You see me shooting with the red, you don't have to shoot with the red. Yeah. One of them is doing successfully well now, shooting mm-hmm. with the equipment and all that, right? In a sense, his story isn't complete. If I was, everybody asks me to take classes. The reason why I don't take classes is, A, I I want an environment where I'll be while I'm taking your practical, I'm taking your theory, just the way I, I teach. Yeah. But I don't really think a lot of young people want to really learn. I haven't really seen because filmmaking isn't what everybody thinks filmmaking is. Filmmaking is for like six months you're going to be writing. You will see one camera. We were talking about vectors. We were talking about just motion graphics, uh, uh, motion vectors, the shadows, to screw a lot of things and just try to get them to get you to be really in that yeah. before we start going to cameras and edits. All right, I can t- tell you about 
Asian cinema. I can talk to you about Kurokusa. I can tell you about, mm-hmm. tell you about, about everything. I can tell you about all that, and I know about world cinema because I also want to be able to know what things have happened and just just the evolution of cinema in other places. So that when I'm trying to build cinema here, the most important cin- uh, cinema we need to understand is about our, our own cinema, but we're not even creating that. So I can be here having a conversation with you about Nigerian music videos and and. Technically, what we're talking about is a part of Nigerian cinema, right? But you don't have, it's hard for me to find a 26, 27 year old that I can have this conversation with. Because I'm sure there's some things I've been talking about that you guys don't even know, don't know about. And and we can't really talk about that. So if I'm explaining to you what it took to move from the PD 170 to the P, PD 170 to the HDV, mm. it's like, how does that affect me now? That does not really do anything for me. But if I'm trying to explain to you just the value of what latitude, just being able to have good latitude and just what you can do without how the tech is secondary to the actual storytelling or the actual brand building. All right? Yeah. You don't want to hear that. Filmmaking is the only art form, the only art form that combines every all the other art forms. So in a sense, it's the hybrid that is the most superior art form. Every single art form is all involved in filmmaking. There's no other art form. That means your job is to know about everything. That's your job. <laughs> it's not to carry camera. And that's not just reserved. Like yesterday I was having a conversation, but what's, if an actor wanna hang in front of the camera reading the script, what's his job? It's not to be a celebrity and go around. It's to study. It's to study about the human behavior. behavior. It's to study about politics, it's to study about enlightening your mind. So that when you're having so you have the right tools. So when a director is trying to explain a character to you, you can take that from him and then expand on that. But if you don't have, if you're waiting for the next paycheck or the next script to be able to work, then you are in the same place that you were the last time you shot. There has been no growth. You probably just learned how to hit your mark, how to know which lens they're using at the time. And that's what you think. What do you know? So you have got a lot of young actors who don't know all. Even about cinema. I'm trying to have a conversation with you as an actor, you don't know. There's an actor, old friend of mine was, I'm not gonna call her name. And she was talking about the fact that she doesn't like Game of Thrones. It's uh, it's overrated. So why don't you like it? Because it's overrated. That's the reason why you don't like Game of Thrones and you're an actor, and you're an actor. <laughs> she probably never watched it. <laughs> well, how do you how do you never if 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 you've never watched it because you don't want to get your mind just right then at least get a glance at the books. Mm. You know, expand yourself on something. And what is method acting? Method acting is. Robert De Niro had to lose weight. Had to gain weight for aging gold. Lose the weight, then get it back again. You need to understand why you're doing what you're doing, not just because someone asked you to do it. And know the importance of it. We don't know the importance of the effect of what you what you do now in terms of what it how it's going to spill across generations. You don't, you don't understand that when all is said and done and you're old and gray, hopefully you still have enough money to take care of yourself. And you don't depend on your kids, I don't know if you do. That's all you really have as, a, as, a, as, a, as an artist. That's what makes the real reason why you being an art artist is important 
it's what you have that no one else has. I just feel that major people or great people would have is your work. And not just people who even able to point at you to be able to say your work is your which takes me back to where we started from. Your kids who may not necessarily know a lot about it, just not how you you were around in this period. But one day they call you call them and tell them that your father did this and where you know he's his uh so Hollywood had the the walk of walk of fame in the yeah. start day. Alright. If if you've been a good man or you've relatively been a good man and your kids get to a point where they really begin to understand you because as a man you make a lot of mistakes but when your kids start to get to a certain age where they understand you what mistakes that you've made and they look at that as in reflection to themselves like okay yeah i can see where my father tried because i've tried it and i failed you don't really have anything know anything about your your father until you're in your thirties. Mm. You don't. You'd said a lot of assumed a lot of things until you're in your thirties. And you can you make you made your own mistakes mm. and you objectively especially if you've grown, be able to look at that side look at yourself and side by side with your, your father. Your father, not your mother, your father. That's when you can say to yourself, Yeah, I could see why he yeah, I could see why he looked there. I have some understanding. I may not condone what he's done, but I can have some level of empathy for what he's done. But when your kids are now going to take their own kids and say, that's dad's stuff, that's my father's stuff, that sense of pride that your son would have to be able to show his grandchildren, when you're 70, 80, that's all you live for. That's all you live for. That is the cap on I've been in mind that you live for. You could die at that point in time and you that God, at least you know your God and you know where you're going to feel lucky enough. And that's what Nigerian artists that we grew up with, African artists that we grew up with. So do you make films as well? Funny story. I started making music videos because I didn't want to. I wanted to be able to create my own ecosystem and be able to make my own films and that's what this journey has been about. Mm. I'm not a music video director, I'm a filmmaker, that's pretty much what I went to school for. That's what I used to do before I went to school. Yeah. That's So this has been a, yeah, a 15 year journey to try and I'm hoping that next year I'm going to go back home because home is film. I'm a visitor mm. in this <laughs> music a tourist. I'm a, I'm a tourist. <laughs> I'm a tourist in the music video space. Well, a couple clips in King of the Boys that I always made me feel like maybe the I was supposed to DP for King of Boys, but it was it was good. I can't DP for people because I, I'm not a cinematographer. Strangely, as people don't get, I started DP because I couldn't find people who would understand what I wanted, what I wanted. But, but DP is also an extension of my directing. So, and also an extension of my writing, or how I perceive scripts. It's, uh, I don't perceive the performance, unlike other directors, film directors who perceive the performance and think about just, okay, the angle I want to take the shots. I perceive the entire scene from sound, the sound design, score, Cinematography, their camera movements, and acting. I do that when I'm on set. So when I'm, I do that in pre-production. So my first phase in pre-production is that. So when I get to a comfortable place, this is my process. Then I leave it. Then I do a lot of reading. I do a ton of reading with the actors. Oh Jesus God, a lot of reading. I need the actors to be able to for the character to be in their skin so that allows me enough time when we get on set for me to go back to thinking about it sound cinematography uh that's both the lighting and uh, lighting before i go so i don't have to give you too much too much direction because it's already in you so if i also want to flip things i can also tell you let's change this line let's change this 
motion because of her. Watch how you just really look great now. It's a lot more fun working with artists for me that way than having to figure out what we are doing when we're set. Of discovering the depth of what we are doing when we're set. So hence, because of my work, my process of making, making films, and I'm not going to find anyone who's an EP or producer, who's really going to understand that, <laughs> understand that, understand that, I decided, no, I'm going to be in this place and I'm going to harness all my skills and I'm going to make some sort of brand for myself. And while I'm doing that, I also start to gather assets and to start to understand how to build my own ecosystem. Right, that when I start moving to that process, um, I envisage that what's going to happen in the next two years is a lot of the music video boys are going to move into cinematic space and things are going to be interesting. Mm. I, I've actually been thinking that as well. Oh, the conversation's already started. I'm telling you, this is already started. Right, conversation's already started already because the three minute space isn't, is it? That three minutes, four minute space, and it's not. There's a need to be able to expand all right so it's it, it's not necessarily even just do more because it's kind everything from the music space plus that fan base all right being able to yeah. tell all the urban stories and bring it into tv and film space so it has a lot more depth and a lot more meaning because the setups that we're doing that i mean look at a just opening scene in madu Kiss comes out of the car, follows and goes into, into, in, into that. You literally can see that as a scene that can go for about two minutes. Yeah. Mm. All right. So being able to give a lot more depth into the stories, the pictures that we are trying to take. And you already have the fan base and just being able to move mm -hmm. a lot of that. So it's, I think I would define it as the uh, Black American cinema of the late 80s into the early early 90s so that's um spike john singleton so do the right thing and all, and all that just how remember they so this is the thing they have the trifecta yeah. straight thing we also have the trifecta what i, I, I call trifecta is they have the style fashion it was very fight the power very very african mm -hmm. all that they had the music hip-hop and they had the chords which is just black excellence black black people still yeah. we have the music hmm. we have the chords which is our own our, our stories which is wrapped around so, so the stories were is that it was also the crack epidemic and it was all that our own is the our epidemic we have the cause mm. and we have definitely have the fashion yeah. so we have the trifecta that's the bigger export music isn't music is a part of it that's the bigger export that's how we are able to get hollywood to be able to think we want a nigerian bad guy hmm. because this is the archetype we've seen this already in films yeah. before i want that archetype in a, in a hollywood film and that's how your actors get to cross over but in isolation, I'm saying I'm going to Hollywood, I'm going to go and hustle my way. They'll first have to deconstruct you and change you to what they want you to be. It's like Jet Li is moving to Hollywood with a weapon. He didn't have to say that Kung Fu I used to do that. Just come and do it here. We want that Kung Fu bad guy. <laughs> Dangote is very me. I had lived in that kind of face on face before. The kid on the bus walking to school. After this, that's me. That's literally me. I walked that road when the screen from very similar to that. So yeah. it's very, very me. Walk past shrine. Not this shrine, fella shrine. Walk past fella shrine with my uniform like that. Alright. So it was very, very me. Yeah. Yes, when I get into phases, I change class. It, it, it's very vain. It's not very me. But when we're trying to get a Instagram uh, handle. I think we're having issues with the name. So Ilbis just said, just call it Clarence Shut It. And they did that. And then the guys just started saying, no, don't care. So me starting to put my credits and videos wasn't very me. It was my guy, Banjo, was like, look, 
we are, if we don't put the name, we're not going to get clientele. So you know what? You, I'm going to put it. Come and beat me. <laughs> so he started off by first putting capital there. Yeah. They, uh, they started putting my name there. Then it just yeah, took life. Martin, some guys remember like that. Well, that's your boy. I just remember seeing Patrick Ellis. I didn't know what he looked like, and I didn't see any video from him again. But that name stuck to me. Yeah. You heard uh, about the, the backlash, obviously, from um, Burners Gate. Ah, come on. Okay, Burners Gate. Oh, yes! I gave you backlash to a guy. Because you're one of them. What are you doing? My instance, you're an OG. You know, my whole thing is always when I discuss with the boys, it's just, yeah, probably, but you know, I'll try to, as a filmmaker, obviously, you know, I'll just assume that you didn't get what you needed or whatever, but also maybe it's because we all imagined something else and we went, and we went this way. Can you explain to us what? All right, all right, at least one of you that accused me as being able to actually ask me. Okay, all right, all right. So, um... I think that's when my first edition started. Thinking about you and uh, thinking about 2018, my first edition started in 2018. Um, I had the reviews that I shot that were successful. I think of you every day. In the first quarter, uh, I had a confusion with David's Bobo, Tiwa, Tiwa, Reminis, Jen, Diet. Uh, they're not available. So there'd been a lot of them. Then later on, by the second quarter, I think that was when uh, Wiz and Duncan. There'd been a lot of. Is he the only one? Is he the only one? The only one? Conversation that was going on. That started getting to me a lot. I was tired because the thing is, you keep having to improve yourself to the audience all the time. It gets it gets tired and you don't it's almost like everything you did before doesn't matter. Everything you did before which no one cares is about what you just done now. It's a lot of pressure. But what people don't know about Ye is that Ye had been shot three times before. Before it got to me. Yeah, three or two. I know of two, but I think I heard a three before it got to me. Now, I didn't even know how successful the song was, but it wasn't even bad. My treatment was completely different. How's not my treatment? My treatment was Bernard flag. Walking under Thurmiland Bridge, and on top of Thurmiland Bridge, and other things happening around the same time. It's very political. So, that what is here. That what is actually here. What I would have shot, but there were two things. First off, the video had to be ready in five days. Second, we were in a rainy season. Third, Bona couldn't go outside because he had boys and the police. It was just his mom just kept telling me, you know, if you carry this boy out, where you want to take him to, I'm going to And at first, I was the one on my own artistic, but I now had to think about it because it would be a Freaking fucking disaster. So imagine me having to flip on Saturday and some shoes on Monday. I had to call a production meeting and flip everything around Saturday night. So here's the thing you make compromises every time you shoot. It's a negotiation. Negotiation. What he was concerned about, the time, what his camp was concerned about the time was international market. How are we going to present him internationally? So in my mind was, look, fuck all this. Sis, I can't do all this. Again, this is me not knowing how big the song was to people. Like, look, 
I won't be able to shoot. And this is my thing when I go into that zone. If anybody outside looks at brother, burner, they like brother. So I stripped everything else and left burner. So the low angle shot with him was Buster Yes, that very, very, I, I wanted to be able to, for you people to like yeah. him. They may not like the video, but for them to like him. I didn't know I was going to throw myself into something that everybody had turned into a call for the following. Yeah. <laughs> because at that time, I thought, all right, so my balls are going to be on. I mean, my balls are always online every, every mm-hmm. time with, with the big asses, but it's, this is a microscope. <laughs> I had no clue. I thought about sin, which worked for the artist, yeah. but didn't work for me. Yeah. And from then on, that's when, well, Twitter went, put me on the pedestal. Yeah. So when I was going to shoot Bono, I just said, you know what, Twitter, all the LT people are talking about punish everybody. <laughs> on these shoots, me, I'm just going to have fun. Mm. So I didn't even think that people were going to like Bono. I just said, look, I was just going to shoot him. I'm just. Mm. I'm happy, but I knew there had to be an explanation. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I, I knew there had to be a reason. Like, there's, there's, no, there's no how that that would have been. Um, because you see, again, you guys don't, if you guys listen to music, and a lot of directors would give you lots of uh, treatments in terms of how they would shoot yeah all right just in terms of oh we could do this we could do that and a lot of other things but if you listen to yeah it's when i was in quillocks having a fun good time stepped into the studio and freestyle the entire thing but yeah is his perspective of which is we after he became a lot of it was he was like that before but it became what he the recipe that he used to move on but it's his what was raw in his mind just in terms of how he saw certain it was very political so if there's a oh we could do this we could do that we could do a lot of things but that probably still won't have done it. You needed to be simpler. Well, if you wanted to be really artistic, say you own instead of, oh, we are trying to be artistic with it. You needed to be a fucking simple video that was about Burner. And how Burner's vision about things are. It needed to be that. If I had done that, I'd have still got nails on the cross. So this is not the first time I got nailed. The very first time I got nailed on the cross, I got death threats. I remember getting calls, people sending me text messages and telling me that they were going to find me and kill me. It was nice as Street Credibility. So we shot Street Credibility in the studio because we couldn't take nice outside because we wouldn't have been able to control the shoes on a 650 budget. Hmm. So we shot it in the studio. So we started calling it studio credibility. Yeah. And we went the truck. And after that, I don't think I stayed away from shooting a lot of the big, big songs for a while. And got really comfortable in shooting some artists, making artists. That day I not thought short um, mm. I started learning how to new artists, good song, with the drive to push. Five actresses, at least off the top of my head, I can't call, call names. And I know five legendary artists in the 80s who had a really, really immense impact. You don't know their names. But once you know their names, yeah. it's because they're not poor. Hmm. It's because they can still walk into this room and still have the personality that still makes them reach your respect. Yeah. Wow. 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 
solution. The access to community don't in Nigeria, a lot of the guys that get back don't really know the dangers. I know people that there's a, there's a huge set that came back from the UK in the 80s. 60% to 70% of them went back. Went back and never wanted to come back to Nigeria. We want that to repeat itself. There's serious conversations that should be had, and it can't be Budweiser that is putting together those meetings or some structures. It's us that need to sit down and have some serious conversations with ourselves as to how we want. And it's not a you can't be entitled. The artist doesn't owe you. The artist is also trying to make sure that they remember they are part of us in a sense. They are not in a sense, they are they are part of us. But the things that we need to the people that are behind the mic or behind the camera. People, all those people need to be able to put certain things in place so that we'll be fine and so that they will be fine because they can't do it. They may be the ones making all the money now. But I flavor told me. Or even Judicoya told me, he said, an artist isn't that jiggy once he's passed. 45 if he's lucky. An actor, you can still get old man role. So your shelf life is very. I mean, honestly, do you honestly think David Wiz have another five years on this run? We know that. It's not a it's not swaying for them. So what did people like Jay-Z and Nas do to make sure that they may not have that run with the music mm -hmm. or their brands, they will stay, what did they do? They what? They diversified. First off within the sector, yeah. then spread out into other sectors. So we don't have, the music business isn't growing because they're not putting back into the music. And I'm not asking you to put it's not philanthropy, yeah. I'm not asking it's not an NGO, I'm not asking people to ask, but put, be able to make more money so you can provide a lot more jobs and open a lot other doors for you to be able to make more money and for other people to be able to make more money. You're not, if you wait for the banks to do it, if you wait for the business people, the business business people that are coming to the business to come out, uh, to be the ones to do it, then you would. They will never be able to do it in a way that would, that would really benefit you. Yeah, and none of them are doing it. We have to do it ourselves. No. Uh, we have to do it ourselves. There's no artist that has hmm. a full-on backline that services in December. Because if you had, back in the day, yeah. my father would have trucks with the backline have a back. But if you had, hmm. if you were, <laughs> I say, Patarakin had a backline, mm -hmm. and he's gigging. In Australia yeah. in December. His backline is making money here, but you're also getting really quality music because yeah. I, I I hear what's really cool about his, his band and but it's not just oh I have a band. Mm -hmm. It's like the tech is there. You're you're able to rent and I'm able to focus on the sound being right. Yeah. As an artist, I'm able to speak to other artists to be able to say, look, if you're not on this pre this stage, you're not on premium. So artists start saying, if I'm doing my gig. It has to be this kind of stage, and that becomes the new golden standard. If there were two studios that belong to music video directors, two studios that belong to music video directors, a couple of things you know you have. Your rigging would be perfect. Your vanishing curves would be perfect. You know that these things will be set. You know you have a place where there's wood and there are art designers there. So as a director, you may not necessarily have to pay art designers. You might just pay everything for everything in-house. It becomes mm -hmm. a one-stop shop type of vibe because he knows what he's trying to do. So the people that do these things put back into it. And that way you are able to actually 
get a standard that cuts across everything every, everywhere else. That's growth. What was your current relationship with? Um, I know you've had this long term business with the place, you know, the whole night house, correct? Family. We're still family. I haven't seen your back and been a long time because they're on the other side of town. But place is supposed to be there first. They still, they're still one family. Suspect still comes, she's still here tonight. Right. No one, I always feel like you always gave the best videos. <laughs> That's right to him. Later, you say it's funeral. You say it's chima. I used to give. Yeah. It's easier when you wait. Okay, so I started record a little because of that. Mm. I'm, I'm kept on trying to speak to artists about. See, everybody's using the word brand now. I said, 2006, six, six, seven. Mm. When you say brand, you're like, what, blue brand? Blue brand? Mm. Oh, what are you talking about? Mm. Right? In order to, to show people, I decided I was going to set up a record label. I was going to sign access and I was going to do set up the access to where I think they should be so people can see what it should look like. Yeah. So that was my gimmick of being able to get clients also for music videos. So you come to me and be like, that thing you did for funeral, that thing you did that thing, I want you to be able to do for my my artist. So it's that it moved beyond shoot a video. Mm-hmm. Please create an image. Let's work on creating an image for the artist. That's pretty much how the last 10 years and worked for me. The dreads, how did that, you know, your father keeps a, a mean baldy. Um, when I come and get here, I get a migraine. Mm-hmm. I, I really didn't enjoy, have it. enjoy on going to the barber. So I said, you know what, whatever's going to happen to this hair, let it happen. So you know how it was Last year, once, I don't know if I'll do it again, but I might, I probably will. Yeah. But uh, that was not the plan. It was, I didn't think it was going to be dreads. I thought it was just going to be really unkempt afro. I keep saying that, but yeah. it's an afro. It just formed this way. Yeah. So that's that visual. I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's still. Um, any, any plans of cutting it one day? Yeah, if you see me cut it. Before it used to be once I have 200 million in my account that is my own. It's moved on now to 500. Personal family million in my account. Hmm. I cut it. <laughs> I cut it. I cut it. Then nobody will see me for six months. I'm gonna rest six months. I'm gonna live life first, then come back. I'm walking to offices and people know it's me. I'll cut the beers and grow it while I'm away. Then walk out, you know, do oh, all those things. Yeah. Be a fret forward. Come back and have one and do because I have the money to be able to keep up with the fret forward. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but not now that we're on the streets. That's busting on the streets. Alter Daily, the alternative network. Mm-hmm.